embrace today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host a pre-curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Good evening. I am Epree Curry, host of Embrace Today, where we embrace our today with hope and expectation through the Word of God. This evening, we are going to continue in our series entitled Unleashed. We started that series last week and we'll be in that series this entire season. It is entitled Unleashed. This evening, we are going to be in Galatians chapter 4. We'll be in verses 17 through 20. Again, that's Galatians chapter 4 verses 17 through 20. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for the opportunity for us to be able to connect with you and with each other. Lord, we ask that as your word comes forth, Lord, we ask that you speak to each and every one of our hearts individually, God, that we may continue to walk boldly in the identity and in the purpose, Lord, and in the grace in which you have called for us to walk in. Father, we need you. We love you. We thank you and we praise you. In Christ's name, amen. So Galatians 4, 17 through 20 reads, it says, those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good reason. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. It is fine to be zealous provided the purpose is good and to be so always, not just when I am with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I can be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. Amen. So as we think about this season that we are currently in, we have a lot of children that are starting to go back to school. Now, if you know anything about children in school, you'll know that children, for the most part, are away from their parents. This gives children the opportunity to put into play everything that they have been taught for the years that they have been with their parents. They get the opportunity to display the manners in which their parents had taught them. They get to put on display the home training that came forth in each and every household that is within the school district. If anyone has ever volunteered or worked at a school, you would almost always see some child doing something that we know they weren't taught at home. We know they are doing something that's outside of the training in which their parents had brought them up in, but because they are outside of the the presence of their parents, they feel like they can act a certain kind of way. You see, these kids, they have a choice to make while outside of their parents' presence. And sometimes when they get to school and get around other kids, they seem to want to act quite contrary to the way in which they were raised. 
Additionally, I was pretty much speaking of the younger kids in that aspect, but then when we get up to the high school and the college students, these students too, they also, they have the opportunity to, to make a choice. They have the opportunity to put on display the home training in which they received while they were growing up. And see, these kids, they are, these kids are young adults. They are a little bit older. They know a little bit more than the little ones. And you see, they too, they have a choice to make. They have a choice to make because there's a lot that's going on in their lives at this moment. You know, their bodies are changing. Their minds are changing. They are beginning to make decisions on their own. They are beginning to come into their identity. And sometimes a lot of them become confused yet and still they have the things that their parents instilled in them growing up. But you know, as we go and talk about the different types of children and the different type of young adults that are going out into these different settings, there's a different type of target for some of these older college students or even some of these freshmen. You see, as newcomers, for some of them, they are seen as an easy target. If we think about an elementary student, if we think about a new student going to a new school, sometimes they become a new target. They become a target of someone that wants to pick on them because they're the new person or someone that likes them because they're the new person. Sometimes they become the target. But then if we think about college students or freshmen, these newcomers are seen as a target by others. They're seen as fresh meat. I'm sure some of us have heard the, the, the quote unquote uh, term fresh meat. These newcomers, they are seen as easy targets for humiliation, ridicule, and sometimes even sexual advancements. You see, the goal that these people and these target placers place on these people is that when leaving home, they have something planned. They are going to do something to someone who had a goal of coming to school to get an education. You see, there's one person that has come to school with one goal in mind of getting an education, and there's someone else that's at home getting ready to come back to school, but they have a different goal, and their goal is to set a target for someone that they can trap. You see, somewhere along the way, someone somewhere has lost the idea of what was supposed to take place. You see, the thing is, when someone is being targeted, most likely they do not know that they are being targeted until it's too late. You see, they come to school with a mind focused on going to school and getting an education. They've come to school with a mindset on meeting new people and, and experiencing new things. They come to school with a positive mindset and a mindset that this is going to be an experience that they can one day share with their children. But then they find themselves on the other side of the target. They find themselves having been targeted, tricked, and trapped. They find themselves on the other side of someone attempting to set them up and disrupt the motive, the purpose, and the goal in which they had in coming to school. You see, Jesus, he was traveling in the wilderness and Satan, he attempted to target Jesus. He targeted Jesus and yet he was unable to trick nor trap Jesus. Amen. You see, there's people that will come in our lives and they will target us. They have simply come to target us, to destroy us. Their goal is to attempt to trick and trap us. 
But I stopped by this morning to say, although we have been unleashed, although there is no more restraints, we still have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. We still have the word of God that is unchanging, that will lead and guide us in all truth. We still have the ability to see what is coming before it even gets here. And so this evening, we're going to come to you from the topic of moving with no restraints. You see, we've been unleashed. We've been unleashed. We've been unhindered. We've been let go. But there are still some things that we have to be careful of. You see, the Lord, he has released us into a new dimension. He has released us into new assignments, into new careers, into new businesses and new ministries. He has released us into new relationships, but there's still a way in which we need to operate. If we're not careful as we are operating in this new thing that the Lord has released us into, we will find ourselves tricked and trapped because we've already become the target when we decided to submit ourselves to the Lord. And so we have to understand that when we submit ourselves to the Lord, when we have submitted ourselves to the will of God, to the power of God, to walk in the identity and in the confidence and clarity in which God has given us, we have already become a target. And so we must understand that we are a target. We have an enemy, a thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and will do whatever, use whomever, whenever, whenever he would like to take down what the Lord is trying to do in your life. And so you have to be careful. We have to be careful. I have to be careful because we are already a target. And if we don't walk in the wisdom, if we don't walk in the, the, the discernment in which the Lord has given us, we will find ourselves tricked and trapped. So this, this evening, we're going to look again at Galatians chapter 4, verses 17 through 20. And we're going to talk from the topic of moving with no restraints. You see, verse 17, it says, Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. So if we remember, we see the Galatians, you know, Paul, he was called to the Gentiles. He was called to the group of people that had not previously had a relationship with God. They had no connection with God. They did not know how it was to walk in the identity, the power, protection, and provision of God. They knew none of that. Yet Paul was called to this particular group of people. This particular group of people had began, they had accepted Jesus into their life and they had began to walk in this identity. They had began to walk in the power and the presence of the word of God. But then there was another group of people. There was a group of Jewish Christians who did not like the fact that these Gentiles were moving along in the identity that God had given them. And so these Jewish Christians, they began to add more things on. They began to tell the, the Galatians, Jesus isn't enough. You have to do X, Y, and Z as well. You have to get circumcised. You have to do all of these outward uh, engagements in order for you to truly be saved. But what they weren't saying is our salvation comes by faith. We have faith by, by the blood of Jesus Christ and it is through grace that we have it. We do not deserve it. None of us do, but yet we have it. This is a free gift. So we cannot earn this grace. We cannot, we don't deserve it. There's nothing that we can do that God can say, here, you deserve this because we are all unworthy. Yet these Jewish Christians were attempting to tell the Galatians that they were able to earn it. 
And so here we have Paul, he's writing them, he's telling them in Galatians, he's letting them know, why are y'all attempting to allow these people to turn y'all backwards? The Lord has unleashed you. He has let you go. You are walking in freedom. So why are you allowing these people to lead you astray? And so when we are attempting to move with no restraints, we have to decipher what people want from us. You see, he said, those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. You see, some people are devoted to flipping us. They want to flip us into who they want us to be. They want to flip us so that we can do what they want us to do, how they want us to do it, and when they want us to do it. There will be people that will be on your in on your corner, in your corner, and will have so much energy for you that you will begin to believe that their motives are okay, that their motives are right. They will fight for you. They will fight tooth and nail for you. But the only thing that they are attempting to do is to flip you into being who they want you to be and walking in the obedience that they want you to walk in. You see, some are fighting for you, but they're fighting for you for themselves. They're fighting for you so that they can control you, so that they can can control what you say and what you do and where you go. They are so, so good at manipulating the word, utilizing the right words and even utilizing the scripture. Because remember, these Jewish Christians, they were attempting to use the word of God to talk to these Galatians and lead them astray. But what we have to do is we have to begin to check people's character. You see, what are people attempting to pull you from? You have to recognize sometimes people will uh, continually attempt to pull you away from things that you should be attached to. And then they're also pulling you towards something else. They're pulling you towards themselves and all the things that they're for and what they want you to do. We have to understand that everyone has a motive. And someone rooting for you does not mean that they are for you. We have to continue to watch people's character so that we can begin to see their fruit, begin to see their motive. Because when we don't decipher what people want from us, then they will begin to entice us. And once they are able to entice us, then they can entrap us and we'll find ourselves back where we started in bondage. In the name of God. And all because we didn't take the time to evaluate those that were so pressed about attaching themselves to us. Sometimes people can be so convincing. They can convince you. They can convince your kids, your mama. They will convince anybody. But we have to begin to walk and utilize that gift that we have of discernment. We have to begin to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal things to us. And then once he reveals them, we need to believe those things in which he is revealing. We'll save ourselves a lot of heartache, a lot of sleepless nights, and a lot of uh, release from a lot of toxic circles if we pause and decipher what people want from us. Everyone is not for us. 
And we have to understand that, again, there are people that have targeted us specifically. They don't want you to do what you are doing. They don't want you to go where you are going. They don't want you to stay planted where you are planted. They do not want you to be what God has called you to be. They don't want you to have an understanding that you are no longer bound, so yet they are still trying to continue to keep you bound. They don't want you to know that you can have financial freedom. They don't want you to know that your family can be whole. They don't want you to do, they don't want you to know that you can preach the gospel wherever you want to preach the gospel. They don't want you to do what God has called you to do because it's messing up their plan. And so we have to understand that if we don't decipher what people want from us, we will find ourselves tricked and trapped. So when we're moving with no restraints, we have to, again, decipher what people want from us. If we think about a child, a child that is at a park playing, and they begin to move around and they don't have much restraint and the parents turn their back, a predator can quickly come and grab that child. They can lure that child with candy, with an animal, with anything. And so if we think about something that like that, that is what people are attempting to do with us. They are attempting to lure us. They are attempting, they are watching us. They are listening to us because in their mind, they need to find our weakest area so that they can attempt to trap us so that we can be tricked and they can have us where they want us. And so we have to decipher what people want from us. Stop allowing people with titles to convince you that you're wrong. Quit allowing people with titles to convince you that you can't do what God called you to do. Stop letting people with titles convince you that you can't do a job because you don't have these degrees. Stop letting people with titles stop you when God has called you to go. It's time for you to decipher what people want from you so you can be who God has called you to be and go where he called you to go. Listen, we moving with no restraints in this season. It's time to make a move. And so we have to remember that deciphering what people want from us is a goal. We have to keep that at the forefront of our mind. If you remember that you have an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, the enemy will use whomever he can to destruct you, to destruct the plan to destruct the purpose. So when your kids get to acting crazy, when your spouse get to acting crazy, when your mama or your daddy get to acting crazy, when your boss or your coworker get to acting crazy, when your best friend since kindergarten get to acting crazy, know that the enemy will use whomever he please to kill, steal, and destroy the plan and purpose that God has for your life. And so we have to decipher what people want from us. We have to decipher that. And then we have to be okay once we get the answer of the decipher. And we can't stay in our feelings for too long talking about, I can't believe they did this to me and I can't believe, believe it. Because again, there's an enemy that has come to kill, steal, and destroy. We are targets. And anybody that can trick and trap us for the enemy will do it. Quit thinking that you on top of the world because people like you. Uh-uh. Everybody that, th- that act like they like you don't like you. But we have to remember that our discernment is key in this season. 
We're moving with no restraints. We've been unleashed, but we have to keep that discernment. We have to keep the Holy Spirit at the forefront of our mind, at the forefront of everything we say and do. We have to fail, look through everything through the veil and through the eyes of the Holy Spirit and through the word of God. Amen. So verse 18, it says, it is time. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good and to be so always, not just when I am with you. So when we are moving with no restraints, we have to decipher what people want from us, but then we have to keep our same energy. You know, there was a, a, a type of energy that they had when Paul was there, but now Paul was no longer there. And so they had these different voices that was able to come in and that was able to speak into their lives and cause some of them to begin to go in the opposite direction. You see, there's nothing wrong with having zeal, but you have to have it for the right motive. We have to keep the same energy. They had to keep the same energy that they had when Paul was there. They needed that energy when he wasn't. And just like when those kids go to school and off to college and all of that, and their parents are no longer there, that energy that they had at home or in the presence of their parent is the same energy that they need to keep when they are gone. Why? Because those morals and those different home values are going to be the things that is going to keep them in line and in check. The word of God, the Holy Spirit, and our discernment is going to be the thing that's going to keep us in line and in check. So we have to keep the same energy that we had knowing that we are always in the presence of the Lord. And if the Lord is leading you and guiding you to do it, make sure you stay in alignment with him and allow yourself to be led by his voice rather than those other voices. You see, we have to understand that we can't change up. We can't switch up how we do things and what we do things and or where we do things and what we say because we are around particular people. Our zeal shouldn't be uh, our zeal shouldn't be based on who we are around. It should be a common thing that we have wherever we go. We should be able to be identified whether we are in the house, out the house, in the community, at work, wherever we are. People should be able to identify what we're coming from. You see, our zeal shouldn't draw our zeal shouldn't draw destruction to ourselves. But our zeal also shouldn't be to appease other people. Our zeal should be motivated by our identity in Christ because that is the thing that is never going to change. The people that come around us are going to change. The people that like us are going to change. What's not going to change is who we are supposed to be in Christ. Ignorance is not how we operate. So we must choose to stay focused. We must choose to stay on the right path. We must keep the same energy. We must keep the energy that we had when we started out. Keep it going and going and growing, allowing it to grow as we develop in Christ. As the word of God continues to strengthen us, we should be strengthened and it should show in our actions and in our words and our thinking. It should allow us to be seen for who we are in Christ. And so what we've been taught and what we believe, it still applies regardless of where we are. Amen. And so these Galatians, they needed to keep that same energy, the energy that they had when Paul was there. Keep that energy while he's gone, because it's people that's coming around you that have targeted you and they're attempting to trick and trap you. So the same zeal you had for Jesus when Paul was there, you keep that same zeal while I'm gone because Jesus is what's going to keep you. 
You see, Paul's presence, it, it worked for a minute, but when Paul left, he was gone. You see, they, they went astray. The power of the Holy Spirit was the thing that was still with them. They needed to hold on to that. And see, when we don't hold on to the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, these different voices that begin to speak in our lives and get into our head, those different voices begin to influence us to do things that we would not normally do, to say things we wouldn't normally say, go places we wouldn't normally go, and we begin to neglect who we are in Christ. And so when we're moving with no restraints, this isn't saying you can just go out and do what you want to do and be what you want to be. This is saying, go, you've been released. I've taught you. I, I've equipped you. You are ready. There's nothing else hindering you. That's what it's saying. Now you can go. But while you are going, guess what? The word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So while I'm going, I have God with me. So there's no need for me to get out there acting like I don't. I'm going to keep that same energy. And we have to make sure that that's something that we're doing. We don't turn it off and on based upon who we are around. But we keep the energy that the Lord has given us. He has equipped us with the power of the Holy Spirit. The only way we will able to be that we will be able to be able to be stable. Sorry. And so let's look at verses 19 through 20. It says, my dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. How I wish I could be with you now and change my tone because I am perplexed about you. So when we're moving with no restraints, we have to decipher what people want from us. We have to keep our same energy. But lastly, we have to know that some people truly care about us. There are some people that truly care about us. Notice that Paul says he started out with saying in verse 18 or 19, he calls them my dear children for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. You see, Paul, he was hurting that he even had to take up this tone with the Galatians. It's kind of like that, that tough love that we have. We have to show this, the, these different things to our children that we don't want to. It hurts us not to be able to do things for our children or to withhold something from them or to have to act in a certain manner because of how they've acted. And so what Paul is saying here is it, it, it hurts me. Because I care about you so much that I want your identity in Christ. I want who God has called you to be to come forth within you so bad that it's hurting me to hear these things about you. Paul's desire was that they fully become who God called them to be. That they fully walk in this identity. That they accept this free gift of grace. That they accept this free gift of grace, which is kindness that they don't deserve. That you accept it. That you don't have to work for it. That you don't, you can't earn it. There's nothing you can do to earn it. So you can do all the working that you want. But this is a free gift that God loved us so much that he gave to us. And so Paul, he cared for them. And oftentimes when we begin to move with no restraints... And we begin to follow these different things and begin to do different things that we know we shouldn't do. And someone attempts to check us. The first thing we want to holler out is we grown. The first thing we want to do is shut somebody down. 
The first thing we want to do is stop answering people's calls. We want to start avoiding people, but there's people that truly care about you. There's people that truly care about your well-being. There's people that truly want to see you win. And so we have to get to the point to where we are recognized that although we have to decipher what some people want from us, there are people that really want to see us win. Not everyone is targeting us. Not everyone is trying to trip and trap us. Some people want to strengthen us so that we can fully and boldly walk in this identity that God has given us. Amen. And so we have to get to the point to where we are recognized that when somebody is coming to you in love, because he, Paul, he came to them with a strict, blunt tone, but it was out of love. He was pretty straightforward with what he had to say, but it was out of love. Paul understood that if he continued to allow them to go down the path that they were going, they were only bringing destruction to themselves, and he did not want that. And so again, when we're moving with no restraints, don't dismiss those that are attempting to help you, those that are attempting to build you up. That's why discernment is so necessary because you will know when someone really cares about you. You will know when someone is coming to you and they're attempting to talk to you. You'll know when they truly care because they will still stay when it's so much easier for them to walk away. And so when we're moving with no restraints, we have to be sure to know that there are some that truly care for us. You know, moving with no restraints, it can be exciting. It can be exciting when the Lord says that you are unleashed, there's no more restraints, nothing else stopping you, you know, no more hindrances. That can be so exciting, and it is. But it can also be dangerous. It can be dangerous when you don't decipher what people want from you, when you don't keep your same energy, when you're switching up, you wishy-washy, you flip-floppy, you lukewarmy. And when you don't recognize that there are some people that truly, truly care for you. In Revelation, it says that the Lord chastises those whom he loves. I couldn't help but to think about that passage when I was thinking about this epistle. Because Paul is chastising the Galatians because he loves them. He loves them and he wants to see them win. He wants to see them walk in this freedom, that this newfound freedom that they had, this freedom that these Judaizers were attempting to take from them. Paul wanted to see them walk in it. He wanted them to decipher what people wanted from them. He wanted them to keep their same energy. And he wanted them to know that he truly, truly cared for them. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following IMEPRI on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. 
Be blessed and embrace your today.